1: The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next
0: Week in Space.
1: Hi, everyone. We pick it up where we left off last week. The crew was getting a tour of the ship from Reinhardt, and take it away,
0: Sarah. In the midst of this tour, um, he's showing them various stuff, and Alex is super impressed, and what is this the part where... Oh, yeah, I did enjoy this. So he's giving this tour, and Alex is really, like, complimenting him, um... And he's like, this, you're like the most successful scientist in history. And Reinhardt's response is, it's about time people learn about their failures and my successes. (laughs) And I was like, Um, I'm relatable. I'm like, I want that on my tombstone. Is that like the weirdest, (laughs) like least charitable thing I could ever do? Probably, but I do like it um but he it's relatable but then he goes on to say that he doesn't even really care about his successes anymore um he he is just like super focused on this black hole thing um but it's still unclear precisely what this research about the black hole entails um mm-hmm. and in the midst of his waxing eloquent about how how much of a success he is but he doesn't even care because he's got higher concerns on his mind um Harry, the journalist that's along with them for some reason, uh, sneaks away from the tour. And then we see a few different members of the crew kind of like walking around the Cygnus, discovering things that are strange. Meanwhile, Harry, who has run away from the tour, is exploring on his own, and he finds like this greenhouse room... And working in there is just like a single hooded figure pressing away at buttons and stuff. And Harry like walks straight up to it and gets right into its face and is like, "Hey, like, why aren't you responding? What's going on?" Um, and this is where, let me just see here. Yeah, this is where he like walks and there's that reveal of the figure's face. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that where it's like the mirror face? (sighs)
1: Sort of, not explicitly.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I mean, again, like sometimes I've enjoyed this podcast for many reasons, but one of the ones that's a more mechanical or concrete reason is I'm seeing like similarities across different things that I, I guess I had never really realized before, which is this like rather than doing an alien that looks like a xenomorph, like an alien or like a predator, like in predator or any number of like, rather than bothering with all that, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we can make an alien where it's just all wrapped in a shroud. And then it doesn't really even have a face. It just has this blank space (laughs) where a face would be. Um, And that's what's here. And then it's, And I did, I will say, despite this being from 1979, that looked pretty current. I was like, yeah, whatever this is, it's weird. And I find it visually unsettling in the way I think I'm supposed to, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, But Harry is, Harry is equally kind of disturbed about this and he try and he's, goading this figure into responding to him but there is no response and then the figure kind of turns around because presumably it's completed whatever it's supposed to complete and it walks Mm -hmm. out of the room and what's particularly strange and is a clue to us for later it limps oh yeah and that was weird and robots probably shouldn't be limping No, if they're limping, you should probably fix them. Right. So now two members of the Palomino crew have started to see these strange things in their forays into the ship. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of piques the interest of Captain Holland and Lieutenant Pizer, which is to say, um, I think, Dan and Charlie. Mm -hmm. So... They're like, okay, something definitely seems strange here. So we're going to investigate on our end. But Vincent, you go and like mingle with the robots on this ship. And so they drop him off at what I have described here as the robot party.
1: (laughs) I would go to a robot party.
0: You would go to a robot party, but a human party is your version of hell?
1: Correct. <laughs> you are strange. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it stay at the robot party forever for eternity. That would then also become hell. But a robot party. I would go to a robot party. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. <laughs>
0: Okay, um I mean, I might go for a few minutes out of curiosity, um but yeah. this but basically what what they've tasked Vincent to do is to like see if they if Vincent can find information that will be important to them about like what is going on on this space mm-hmm. station um, and the party. Basically, it's just robots shooting, at, like, doing target practice, as yeah, far as I can so tell. Um, but eventually, Vincent will learn some information that is relevant to us. In the meantime, um, the humans on the ship are having a lovely dinner in a very fancy dining room um, that is entirely different set-wise from anything else we see the rest <laughs> of the movie. Um, like it's got wood paneling and a chandelier, and like it looks like a place that exists on Earth, not yeah, a space station. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Um, and in the meantime, Dr. Reinhardt, who up until this point, I think he's wearing like a white lab coat, kind of look Mm -hmm. um when we get into the dining room I guess because he's like entertaining his guests he's in a in a completely red suit like and I don't mean like a space suit I mean like a suit suit he's got a red suit and then around his neck is like a medal and I don't and he never mentions what this medal is but I guess we have to assume it's like a medal for scientific Goodness? I don't really know. <laughs> um, but so he's there, and they're having this chat, which at least at first seems fairly like what you would expect of, like, you haven't been around other human beings for 20 years, like, yeah, you know. Um, but one of the main things that Reinhardt needs to tell everybody at this dinner is, is that his robots have reported back to him about how these other members of the crew have been wandering around the ship. And he's like, you can't be doing that. Um, I'm in the midst of various experiments and it's unsafe for you, so you must get some sort of robot supervisor if you want to be walking <laughs> around the ship going forward. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess. Um, and he and so of course people have questions, um, but he's being extremely cagey. In particular, Harry is like, "I was just at the um, agricultural station, is what they're calling it, but it's like the greenhouse." And mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it used to be meant for everybody, but now it's just for me, so it's quite small." And it, you you see Harry make a face. It's like it's not small at all. Like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Um, Meanwhile, the scientist, Alex, can't shut up and is just like, you're the best, coolest guy I've ever met. You've figured out everything. Um, And that's when Reinhardt says, like, really, my goal here now is not like kind of all of the discoveries I've had to make related to robotics and anti-gravity, which is what has kept the Cygnus from falling into the black hole. That doesn't yeah. even matter. Um, or, like, presumably all of the other discoveries he had regarding, like, how to remain alive for 20 years in space. Like, I mean, there's probably all kinds of important stuff he's discovered as a result of this. Yeah. Um, but he does not care anything about any of that. Because he. this is when he reveals to the crew of the Palomino that his real research is about traveling through the black hole. Oh, wow. And they're like, but you can't. (laughs) (laughs) And his answer is, oh, can't I? Um, He's convinced that, like, something lies on the other side of the black hole. Mm -hmm. And that all that needs doing is kind of determining a way to protect your ship from the forces of gravity that you would experience when you're in the black hole. Mm -hmm. That's his whole thing. Okay. So then he says, and it's just like such a good piece of luck that you guys happen to show up here because what I would like for you to do is I'm going to take the Cygnus which has, I've been preparing it to travel through the black hole. That's what I'm going to do. Um, could you be dears and just (laughs) monitor that experiment for me? Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? (sighs) They don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Or, and, like, specifically, well, Alex, Alex, the scientist man, he's mm-hmm. pretty jazzed about that, but everybody else hates this idea. Um in the meantime, like as this is this conversation is brewing, um, a robot or something reports to Reinhardt that the probe, Which he sends a probe through the black hole to see if it can be done. Yeah. So then the probe comes back while they're at dinner. Yeah, why do they have
1: to call that thing a probe?
0: What's your problem with the word probe?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I have weird connotations. I just don't personally (laughs) like it.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Um, It's a little ship.
1: Yes, I know what it is. I just, anyway, that's my um, own problem, I guess.
0: So basically he's notified that the probe has returned and he's like, well, do, excuse me, I have to look at this information because I'm like imminently going to bring this whole ship through the black hole. So I've got to get this information from the thing that's already gone through the black hole and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Okay. So he leaves the room and then all of them start talking about their various weird experiences in the ship. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, it like Bob... Oh, have I talked about Bob, the other floating
1: robot? I don't know if we have. The one that looks like a trash can. He looks exactly (laughs) like... He looks exactly like Vincent, but a trash can version. It's weird. Right,
0: because he's the old version. He's like... If Vincent is like... 3.0 3.0 then I think Bob is like 1.0 of the same model of some sort
1: yeah I mean I liked the trash can version look a little bit better um <laughs> even though he was like the evil one it was because it reminded me of like I'm not sure what it reminded me of but I I liked the look of the the trash can one
0: well, he's meant to have seen some tough times, um, yeah. And he's the friend that Vincent makes at the robot party, right? They're friends because they're similar models, and um, they. And so when they leave the robot party, it's just the two of them floating through the hallway or whatever. And uh-huh. Bob is like, "Listen, I need to tell you something." And Vincent's like, okay. Uh, and he, and <laughs> Bob is like, so these so-called robots that are running this whole ship, they're not robots. They are actually the crew. The crew was never sent back to Earth. Reinhardt turned them into cyborgs. Um, and I think the implication Whoa. is that, did you not realize that when you watched it?
1: may not have.
0: <laughs> it's totally fine. Just I just want to but like basically what Bob is saying and it's not totally clear to me, but I think what we're meant to understand is that in this catastrophic moment that happened 20 years ago where Kate's dad died, yeah. rather than the crew actually being sent back to earth, a lot of them were like injured very mm-hmm. badly. And so Reinhardt discovered this way to turn them partially into, or like use machinery to fix parts of them that were really uh, injured. And so they've become these cyborg things. Yikes. They're like the robo-warrior of robo-vampire.
1: Yes. Ooh, yuck. That would be... Actually, you know what? You know what? Interesting turn of events. That would be my hell. Would be to be turned into a cyborg and stay in space forever. That would be my true hell.
0: It wouldn't be great. Um, but also I think at least the way these cyborgs work, they don't seem to have a lot of like higher brain function. So you might not realize that had happened to you. Uh, yeah, uh, fair enough. Just saying. Okay. Um, because I think I think for hell to work, you have to be conscious of what's happening. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so anyway, this is a big reveal. Uh, and like in the scenes leading up to this, you can tell that Bob, it's really funny to talk about like, And I always think this whenever we have uh, robots in the mix, particularly because usually as they're depicted in the things we watch, they can't really make facial expressions. So, But somehow you can tell that Bob wants to tell Vincent something, but he has to wait until he feels like it's safe to tell Vincent something. Mm -hmm. So once Vincent learns this information... He then ESPs to Kate, who is in the dining room still, and he's like, you guys have to get back onto our ship. Get off this Cygnus thing as soon as you possibly can. But he doesn't tell Kate the reason yet. I don't know why he doesn't reveal this, but nonetheless, he's like, just get back on. In the meantime, Reinhardt returns from, I guess, getting whatever information he got from the probe. And in addition, he's, like, come back... I think he comes back with, like, a big book or, like, a binder or something. Mm -hmm. And he, like, very ceremoniously, like, hands it to Alex. And he's like, these are all of my formulas and all of my uh, equations. And I want you to take them back to Earth. (laughs) And Alex is like cool Uh. um but then he's also like alex can i personally ask you to monitor the cygnus going through the black hole because he's still like you guys are going to go on to the palomino i'm going to stay on here and i'm going to take this whole thing through the black hole Mm -hmm. and again all of the rest of the palomino crew are like bud we got to revisit this going through the black hole thing um (laughs) yeah don't do it. We can't let you do it. Um, Harry is like, why don't we just take the Palomino and the Cygnus back to Earth? Um, You know, if this is, in fact, if you have, in fact, figured out a way to get through the black hole, surely, like, the better thing to do is to, like, get a whole, like, thing set up for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Reinhardt will not abide by any of these suggestions because this is where this is where we start to see these weird like metaphysical mentions start to crop up because mm-hmm. he gets this even crazier glint in his eye and he's like the black hole represents like everything that we don't know about everything basically. Um and uh, if dramatic we much <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um He's like, you know, on the other side of the black hole, and this is a direct quote, there's life forever. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I don't know why he thinks that. Like, I think to me, before we get to the end, my biggest question throughout this, as Reinhardt reveals his obsession with traveling through the black hole, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so... I could understand you being the type of scientist to say, just the challenge of getting some sort of vehicle through the black hole, that's the reason I want to do this. I'm like, okay, I get it. Or someone saying, maybe if we travel through this, what it will turn out to be is like a wormhole that takes us to a totally different part of the galaxy or the universe, and it will take Mm -hmm. us there faster than what we could Mm -hmm. do. Otherwise right and I'm like, okay I, I can roll with that being a reason why you want to do this <laughs> but the he, this particular man Reinhardt seems very sure that like the other side of the black hole is like a fantasy land um, well, and, and my question would be
1: if that if if he truly thinks that or if he's just saying this right like sure. um, like if he's tricking them the way you would say to like, I don't know, I was going to say something creepy, but like, you know, the way a creepy you mean like if like I have a puppy in my car. Like Right. I, I was going to say, you mean like when a stranger <laughs> offers
0: you candy?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what it sounds like, because if that were true, my question to him would be, why haven't you gone through it then with your own? Right.
0: Trip? Right. right? Well, I think what we're supposed to understand is, like, it just so happens that the Palomino has found him right as he's about to do his first real test. Yeah, that's crap. It's just bad timing on their part. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so he's gone off the rails already and started talking about how, like, the other side of the black hole is this fantabulous like, different thing from all other things that ever were. Mm. Um, Which, I'm just like, I don't know that there's any scientist who would make that leap. But nonetheless, that's what is motivating him. Um, In the meantime, uh, Bob and Vincent are now telling Charlie and Captain Holland exactly what has happened to the Cygnus crew. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's like very unsettling. Um. He Bob also reveals to them that Kate's dad didn't just die tragically in a bad series of accidents. That in fact Reinhardt killed him because after this catastrophic thing happened, Kate's dad was like, "We got to go back to Earth," and Reinhardt was like, "Fuck no, I'm not going back to Earth." um and so he killed him and then also i forget which one of them says it one of them is like oh well the palomino isn't big enough for us to also take back all of the the crew and bob is like you can't take these these are not like they're you these people can't be saved they're cyborgs now like there's nothing that you can do to make them be human beings again and they're like okay, I guess you would know better than us about that. (laughs) Um, So now the dinner has broken up. Oh, that's why it is. Like Charlie and Holland are starting to walk back to the ship because I guess the repairs are almost done. Meanwhile, Kate and Alex have gone with Reinhard to the bridge of the Cygnus and they still don't know. Even though Kate knows that Vincent has told her, you need to get off of this ship, as fast as you possibly can she has still decided to have her post-dinner chat on the bridge (laughs) with these people yeah and um this is like the opportunity where Alex in particular is like super starstruck and impressed with what Reinhardt has done and he's like I want to stay with you as you go through the black hole like Alex has bought this whole like the other side is this most amazing place he's bought that entirely
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and Kate's like no we've gotta go back on the ship and like wink 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 um but like Alex is not getting it (laughs) at all um and while Kate is trying to convince him to come back with her she's still getting like ESP messages from Vincent that are increasingly like you gotta get out of there. This is urgent. Blah, blah, blah. And eventually, he finally is like, Kate, Reinhardt killed your dad, and all these things that are walking around are the cyborg remains of the crew from the thing. And then she's really like, Alex, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, And I forget, like, Reinhardt walks away for some moment in time, and that's when she's like, Alex, these these things that you think he's created, I mean, he's technically kind of, he has created them, but they're not Mm. robots, they're cyborgs. And that's when Alex takes off the mirror, like, faceplate mask, and it reveals, like, a corpse man underneath. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) um so not great very scary like if you were just like based on our previous discussions about space I think you and I would be terrified just being there like just being in space would be bad if I then if I then discovered I was in a ship piloted primarily by I guess zombies um I'd be real mad I might throw myself out of an airlock rather than deal with that situation.
1: I'd I'd make myself space garbage and just like throw myself out.
0: So this is all transpiring between Kate and Alex in those like whispers that you do when you're trying to like fight with someone, but you don't like want anybody else to know that you're fighting. When you're Um, you're in public
1: and you're like, don't make me yell, please don't make me yell this right now, but you need to listen to me.
0: Yeah, like, I was fucking right. Do you get that right now? Like, um, but needless to say, Maximilian, the scary robot, has heard everything that they're talking about. Of course
1: the scary robot would.
0: And so he now knows that they present a threat to the mission that his master wants to accomplish. And so he shuts the door to the bridge so that they can't leave because the whole point is like, I don't know what it matters because now all of the people from the Palomino know what's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess the idea is that if Kate and Alex can't leave then the people on the Palomino are neutralized, and so they won't stand in the way of this experiment that is about to occur. Mm -hmm. And this is when poor old Norman Bates finally realizes that he has made a grievous error in his estimation of his hero, Dr. Reinhardt. And so they're trying to leave, and then Maximilian kills him um do you remember how he kills him no I really don't um so like Maximilian is somewhat uh anthropomorphic in shape like he's got like a head and a torso and arms and legs and we've already seen a number of times that his arms like can, like, where hands would be on a human being, he has different, like, things that can pop out. Kind of like a Mm -hmm. Swiss Army knife, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Is how I would describe it. And so when Maximilian figures out that Kate and Alex are trying to leave, he shuts the doors behind them, and then his hands pop out like these, like, spinning knives or something. Like, they look like... (laughs) Um, What it looks like is the blades from a blender, but, like, oh. bigger.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm sort of remembering this
0: now. And so, like, one of those comes out of his hand and just starts coming at Alex and is like, boom, 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 boom. And then, yeah, like, uh, goes into Alex's chest. Now, because this is a PG movie and it's Disney, we don't see any blood or anything. But I will say... Even though this is, like, you know, over 40 years years old, I was like, that's a pretty gruesome death that they're implying happened.
1: Right, because it is all implication. You have to imagine what that would be. I mean, you see him fall
0: down, but you don't, like, see the kind of damage that this thing has done to him. Um, And I was like, oh, he's... He's dead. Like, he <laughs> there's no up, coming up. back from that. Um, and I didn't no, see that coming. coming
1: back from blades digging into your chest and, like, no. opening.
0: <laughs> no. Um, and I didn't see that coming. I'll say that. I did not expect someone to die in that way in this movie. Um, but this is, like, the reveal. Reinhardt comes back. He sees what's happened. And he's, like... You now represent a threat to what I'm doing. He tells his stormtroopers to liquidate our guests. Um, and then he's like, and she's, she's got to be turned into a cyborg. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not entirely sure why. So then Kate ESPs to Vincent that she's in trouble. And then Vincent tells the people on the Palomino, Kate's in trouble. She's being turned into a cyborg. <laughs> so... Uh, I think it's just Holland and Charlie go to rescue her. They find her in what is termed the hospital room, which has been shown to us once before. It's like these weird, like, circular beds where bodies are, and then there's, like, machines that come down to, like, do repairs or something. Um, And Kate's in there. She's, like, uh, encased in this thing, And she's being, like, just as she's about to be turned into a cyborg, they rescue her. Now, the thing that I thought was really funny about this scene was when they, like, pull her up out of this weird, like, bed, operation bed, I guess, or whatever. They pull her out, and she's straight up got tinfoil wrapped around her head.
1: That's awesome. I don't remember this. I think this is definitely (laughs) a point the point where i was tuning out or something but
0: yeah i was like that's straight up just tinfoil around her head as though that's like a first step
1: yeah that's a first step to
0: being turned into a cyborg as you get tinfoil wrapped around your head yep uh and they also i think i remember them saying something like the implication is that the first step to the cyborg process is a lobotomy and then, Yikes. yeah, I it was I was like, "Wowie, zowie!" This is like a weird element to this movie, which is already very weird.
1: I'm already so much going on, guys? I know. Like simplify I know. simplify.
0: I know. So then we return to the bridge, where now, like Brian Hart, has always seemed strange but now he's really like turning the bend into deep crazy is what i would say (laughs) um he learns that kate has escaped being turned into a cyborg he's super pissed about it Mm -hmm. um and so because so now his whole thing is like i don't really get this because really what he could do is let them get on the palomino and go back to earth by the time anybody knows anything, he'll have been in the black hole long ago. Like, there's yeah. no there's no reason he needs to make this decision, but I guess that's because he's crazy. He tells the stormtroopers, you need to stop these people from getting on their ship and escaping at any cost. And then we have a variety of different, like, shootouts, between different members of the crew and these various stormtrooper guys Mm -hmm. um and in one of them harry pretends to have hurt his leg very badly and i think it's the captain is like oh you just stay here man like we'll come back for you don't worry about it but Mm -hmm. in fact harry is faking and so while everyone else is in the midst of these shootouts with the stormtroopers, Harry jumps onto the Palomino and basically, like, takes off alone. And is like, screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I get but,
1: it. I mean, I get it.
0: I do get it, but at the same time, and you'll see this in my outline... He's a journalist. He says so in the dining room conversation. You can
1: fly a ship. Anyone can fly a ship.
0: It's easy. I mean, if this is, let's say, the deep future, are we like really meant... I don't know. I have a hard time believing, even in, like, year 25, 60, that just some journalist... Yeah, everybody drives a ship... I don't know if I believe that, Amy. I, it's hard for me to accept. I don't know what I believe, accept. So. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, for all we might think Harry is a villain in his own way, he gets his comeuppance very quickly, because immediately as the Palomino um, blasts off from the Cygnus, Ryan Hart has clocked that it's happened. And I'm not sure if he knows like who's on there or not. Um, mm-hmm. But he's like, the Palomino represents an existential threat to my ability to go through this black hole. And so he's like, shoot it down. Which they do. Harry dies. <laughs> <laughs> All done. Sad. But even more unfortunate is that now the the crew of the Palomino is like, What are we going to do? How are we going to get out of here? Because this crazy guy wants us to go through the black hole. Um, And that's when they realize, and specifically Vincent realizes, we can use that probe because that's just a small ship. So we can just go on that and get out of here. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great plan, but because this is somewhat of a disaster movie... That's when the meteors start hitting the sickness. Ay, ay, ay. I just,
1: at this point, I just like really wanted it to be over. And I, <laughs> like, I did, I said this before, but I don't know if I said it while we were recording. I, I, it took me like three or four, like, increments of watching this. And right. um, definitely every time when I looked at how much time was left, I was like, oh, my God. Like, why <laughs> is still so much that's gonna happen like just get over just get it done with
0: I didn't I really did feel like this kind of flew by in a way but I think it I think for me it was because it was like a fever dream I was just like whoa 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 we're just like everything's happening (laughs) um but I think one of my favorite moments from this meteor shower bit is when like many times over throughout this movie up till now, they've b- there have been these shots where they're in kind of like a big giant hallway where there's like bridges across at various sections, you know. Um, mm. And there's a shot where the big giant hallway is there and you're looking down it and then there's a meteor rolling through. And I was just like, that's, that's awesome. great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not how meteors work. But yeah, I still things. really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But in a sense, the meteor shower helps the Palomino crew because now a lot of these robots that have been harassing them are getting sucked out of the ship. Um, <laughs> but of course, that's equally dangerous to the crew there and there are various kind of moments where it seems like they might get sucked out as well. mm mm-hmm. On the bridge, however, Reinhardt is still single mindedly like, we have got to go through this black hole. That's what we're doing. Who cares about this meteor damage? We're just going to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> but the meteor shower is actually much more serious than. Because I mean, like, I guess what we're supposed to understand is that Reinhardt has really, like, lost touch with reality.
1: Yeah. So oh, he has.
0: Yeah so then in his like kind of in the quintessential like villains moment where he's like shouting at his loudest and being like we will go through. Um, Because of the damage to the ship he's crushed by like one of the many super big like computer screens in the bridge and he kind of he's crushed crushed in such a way that we still see his face and he's like shouting for Maximilian like help, help, help. Um, but Maximilian and I'm not sure if we're supposed to understand that the programming that he did made Maximilian respond in this way or what. But Maximilian does not save Reinhardt. What he does is like you told me to neutralize the Palomino crew so that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um... So he goes off to fight them. The Cygnus is slowly being pulled into the black hole. Maximilian starts shooting at the last bit of the Palomino crew, which at this point is Holland, Charlie, Kate, and Vincent. That's all who's left. Um, Vincent manages to kill Maximilian also by using a weird drilling into the chest thing. So, like, I guess turnabout is fair play because he did something <laughs> like that to Alex. I don't totally... It didn't really matter. Um, but once Maximilian is killed, he similarly is, like, sucked out into space. And then we see this, like, image of him, like... I don't know if you're falling into the black hole or if you're sucked in, but, like, it's his silhouette against the black hole... And I'll also say, I didn't say this before, um, initially when we see the black hole, it's like this blue sparkly circle kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But by this point, the black hole has turned completely red and everything is red, like in the background, like space has turned red somehow. Uh, That's not entirely clear why that's happened. But in a very sad turn of events, in this confrontation between the remaining Palomino crew and Maximilian, Bob has gotten too damaged to go on, and he and Vincent have a very sweet moment before he dies. (laughs) um i don't i shouldn't laugh when someone dies but like what was especially funny and i did rewind this because i was like not i was writing as it happened and i was like oh Mm -hmm. i gotta look at this and he dies and how he dies is like the lid on top of his head just like shuts and then his eyes shut (laughs) yeah uh i liked that that's how they would die that, I liked that. So finally, this is, like, the last few moments of movie. Charlie, Kate, Holland, and Vincent are climbing into the probe. And this is another one, like, just as, like, the gravity bit at the beginning was a bit of a, like, I don't think this is realistic. I think they're, like, supposedly out in space, climbing up these, like, rungs to get into the probe and... We know, and they're not in spacesuits. Like, that's not yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah,
1: they've thrown caution to the wind at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because there's that part where Charlie like almost gets pulled into the black hole. He's completely without a spacesuit. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so think anyway, wear a
1: spacesuit in this entire thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think we see one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, so finally. the the remaining survivors do manage to get into the probe, even though they should have been dead already. And they take off right as the Cygnus is like plummeting into the black hole. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for them, they realize that the probe is still programmed to go into the black hole from its last trip. Right. Right. So they can't stop it. Uh, They're they're gonna, they're now plummeting in the black, into the black hole as well. And as the, so the depiction of this is very weird. Like the actors are in this, in these seats that look like they're connected together and then are like rotating around, like within this probe thing. And mm-hmm. then there's, like, whispering that's happening. Is this the voices thing you were talking about before?
1: Yes. Yeah, they were, like, it was all this, and it was, like, weird. I felt like they were, t- like, all, like, living some type of weird life, like, within these moments. I felt like there was one of them whisper something about marriage. on point- It was very weird. Oh, I didn't yeah. understand what was happening.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, is this, like, lines from the movie? But it could also have just been, like, stuff that was just totally... Random and then, like, the I can't remember is it, I think, like, the images start to like blur and whatever, yeah. And then, then we get a visual that shows everybody floating into the black hole, and this is when Reinhardt is just floating in red space. I was in his. I was like, what in the actual hell is happening? So he's floating in space. He's This space is red. His suit is red. Everything is red. And then he also, to me, it looked like they had made him look a bit older than he had been all the way up till this. Like his hair is even longer and Uh crazier. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. To me, I was like, oh, is he old
1: now? Maybe, maybe that's what we were supposed to buy. I didn't, I just was like, what the fuck is
0: happening? But then even, so that's already a bit of a like, "Hmm, I don't know what that's about. Then we see Maximilian is similarly like floating in the black hole. And then the two of them like kind of like float toward each other. And then like Reinhardt goes below and Maximilian goes beneath And this is when you see that weird thing where Maximilian's eyes turn into human eyes. Yeah. And so I think that means that Reinhardt and Maximilian like merge together into Uh. some other kind of being. And then that whatever that thing is ends up on the top of a mountain. Ugh. In, like, red flame. In hell. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, it has to be hell, right? Like, otherwise, what is it?
1: What is it is damn straight. I have no idea. Uh, sure, we'll go with hell. I mean.
0: <laughs> so, so then it's, like, interesting because it's, like, um, the shot begins where it's focused on Reinhardt and Maximilian as this combined entity. And then, as I said, it's, like, at the top of a mountain. And then the camera's, like, backing out, backing out, zooming out, zooming out. And then we slowly see, like, flames erupting and mm-hmm. red sky and, like, those craggy rocks that always seem to be in hell. Um, Damn craggy and, rocks. And, yeah. And then in the foreground, as the camera's zooming out, then we see, very briefly, like, these people in hoods that look like the dead crew... Except they're not cyborgs anymore. They don't have, like, the mirror faces. They're just, like, the zombie things underneath. And I was like, whoa, is this it? Is The black hole takes you to hell? And and this goes on for, like, long enough, similar to the overture, where I was like, that's it. This is the... uh, That's it. That's all we're getting. Okay. Yeah. And then... All of a sudden, we've been zooming out, then we're zooming in, and then we're zooming in, and then we see a shiny gateway (laughs) through hell, and it's super shiny, and then there's like an angel lady who leads us through the shiny mirror tunnel, and we get out of the mirror tunnel, and we return to reality, and we're back in the probe and all of the people who were in the probe plus Vincent seem to be alive and they like look at each other and then the final shot is the probe is headed to some kind of planet but definitely not earth
1: that's so it. weird i have no clue <laughs> Uh, all of that last stuff, I was like, I literally just was like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't understand this ending, and then it ended, and I was like, Yeah,
0: hmm, yeah. I so. yeah, I was really not prepared for the turn that the last five minutes took. Uh, Um, Me neither.
1: And I watched it separate of the rest of the movie. I had like (laughs) 10 more minutes to watch that I watched today. And then I was, I really was like, oh, brother. I didn't think I knew what was happening before. But now I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I was very like, well, like I said, as I was looking back on it, I was like, oh, Reinhardt's whole thing is that he thinks there's like this fantastic thing on the other side.
1: And
0: even before that, when people on the Palomino are talking about black holes, they're like, this is the most destructive force. This is the most, like, unknown quantity in our universe, blah, 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 blah. So there actually were slight indications that something weird was coming. Um, Right. But I didn't think it would be this weird. (laughs) No, I didn't either. I really didn't think it was going to be quite this nuts as it turned out to be. Um, Because, yeah, I guess at the end of this, I'm like, was that hell? Was that, was Reinhardt the devil the whole time? Because he was wearing that red suit for like the last half of the movie. I'll go with that.
1: Who knows what the heck the intention was, but I'll go with he was the devil. And they went the black hole
0: took them to hell. I don't fucking know. Stupid. But then <laughs> did the people, the people in the probe, like, was that planet they were going to actually, like, is that heaven then? Because an angel took them there? I don't know. But if
1: that's all true, which I just said it was, I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, we, here's the truth. Uh, listeners, we have no answers about this. Um, no. but watch it yourself,
1: put yourself through this hell of watching. I don't this. know, maybe, the, maybe that would be my hell is just watching this
0: movie <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> <laughs> actually. No, um, my hell
1: would be watching it, doesn't have to be this one, but like any sci fi movie, like
0: continuously and constantly. I feel like, I feel like if I were told, like, you must watch and i mean specifically this movie time and time again um i think i would eventually like start laughing at things that are not jokes like i mean i um, guess that's a, that's called um that's called insanity <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the like uh the medically correct term is but that yeah that's called like not being okay anymore
0: <laughs> like, yeah that's i mean yeah ad- assuredly um yeah i mean i okay let's save what i was about to say for recommendation time um in terms of yawns and eye rolls in t- yawn's wise one yawn is This was amazing. Couldn't stop watching. And Yons is like, woof. I struggled to keep my eyes open. What would you give it?
1: Uh, Ugh, um, okay. It wasn't like boring, but like I did take four different seedings of (laughs) watching it to get through it. Um, That's not great. So it's not great. I might go like, but I'll, but. It wasn't for the boring factor. So I'll go straight down the middle. I'll give it a five.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I think I would even go lower than that because, let's see, maybe I'd give it a three. Um, there were parts of it that were slow, but overall I was just like so.
1: WTF.
0: Yeah, and that kept me into it. <laughs> I was
1: just like, where is
0: this going to go? I mean,
1: What's happening? A, yeah. There's like a healthy dose of WTF where it's like keeps you engaged. And then there's a, there's a, a, a dose where it's like,
0: right. Yeah, there's a, is, a critical mass where you're like, yeah. I can't get into this. And that's, yeah. I think the difference between you and I's take yes. on it. Yeah. Um, in terms of eye rolls, boy, oh boy. Um, One eye roll is, you know, like it's a movie. Who's to say? Um, And ten eye rolls is like, this is far too ambitious for any film ever to try.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Well, only because we've seen crazier things, and I'm sure there's have things. I don't know. I feel like it's all crazy to me. It's very hard to gauge anymore, basing it on other things. But
0: fair I, I enough. Mean,
1: I'll give it a nine because it can always it could always be weirder. Yeah, I'll give yeah. it a nine though because it's pretty up there. Yeah, we end in hell slash heaven, it's pretty weird. That's
0: thank you. I think then I have to go with you on nine because I was about to give it a lower score, and you're like, "We go to hell," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that part." <laughs> um, because I'll I'll be honest. Not many, though sci-fi movies love a metaphysical kind of meditation, let's say, or thoughts about what happens once you die. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that many take us to literal hell um, or heaven for that matter. <laughs> yeah,
1: usually, usually it's, Yeah
0: so yeah I think I agree with you on that we'll give it a solid 9 now of course the real million dollar question did you like this and would you recommend it
1: I think that's like a straight up no and no <laughs> like <laughs> I, I didn't like it it's too spacey it's um, too I don't no no I can't picture myself no. <laughs> hmm.
0: Um I would say I don't think I, I can say in fairness that I liked it because I didn't. Um <laughs> okay. I fa- I found it interesting sure. and I also felt like if I were high and watching it. I would have a totally different reaction to it than I did. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's fair enough. But I uh, there's so many movies where that might be the case. Or, you know, specifically, I feel like space movies do tend to go that way, especially movies in the 70s slash early 80s, I feel like are mostly meant to be um, consumed while under some type of influence, I mean,
0: yeah, like, I really and truly, like, the visuals on this, even when I was stone cold sober, I was like, this is wild, like, and this is like. Yeah, I know I could, yeah, it
1: would probably, it might even be too much, I mean.
0: It might be too much, for sure, especially those final moments
1: might be too much. Holy hell, those, that really, I think that might, like not you might make you not okay if you're depending on what type of eye <laughs> you're having you might really go to a a bad place um yeah so I don't yeah.
0: recommend that actually I mean de- I think yeah it would be like if you know if you're really practiced at whatever substance you're imbibing prior to watching this then it's probably fine but like yeah don't combine this with like a new drug experience because I know, and you're if, right. I think it would not go well.
1: And if you're someone who gets really like, if you have paranoid, very
0: like, yeah. like
1: paranoid or like deep, like sort of darkish highs, <laughs> right? Some people are much more like body high, like fun, like kooky. That would make this fun. If you go into like deep places where you're like thinking about the meaning of life and like heaven and hell, don't do it. <laughs>
0: No, like, definitely. And I would even say if you're someone who like really feels like those things might be real or like that means something to you more than it does to you and I, like this might be too disturbing in a sense to really yeah, like that's interesting. get behind. Um, so yeah, I guess I would say if like... I'll say this, we told you like a lot of the reveals and we told the story, but like nothing compares with actually seeing what this was like, because it is unlike anything you've ever seen. Um, and so if it's intrigued you and if you're kind of like, I I could roll with that, then I think it's worth a look.
1: Um, Yeah, you could scrub through it and just like see the specific parts.
0: Right. Um, but I, I definitely don't think it's for everyone. No. Definitely not.
1: Like, not me, for example. It's not for me. Well,
0: so little of what we talk about on This Is For You, but this is, like, super True. not for you.
1: Definitely not for me.
0: Um, well, thanks, Mom, for bringing our attention <laughs> to one of the stranger things uh, yeah. we've watched on this show. Or, and, like, that's really saying something. It really is. So, um, as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Amy, thank you for joining me. I am Sarah, and we will see you next week. In space! Ooh. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at see you next week in or follow us on Instagram at see you next week in space until the next one.